Eric, they have they have to go to a lot of trouble to separate the iPad bits from the. <laughs> you're paying for net neutrality, Eric. That's the greatest. You're paying them. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was like the trash when I lived in California when they had a guy sort the plastic. You gotta the sort paper. the glass. There's a guy out there sorting the bits. This one goes to the iPad. This one goes. Hold to on, the that's screen. an Android bit. No, you gotta go this way. Hold on, can you resend that, please? Please. Episode 54 of Yats. Every week, Wednesday nights. Yet another techshow.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me this evening, we have a very crabby hangout. Ant Pruitt, what's up, Ant? So you say crabby and you come to Ant Pruitt. Just saying. You're the one that just woke up, brother. Nice. Okay. What's we, up, Mr. Matt Lee? We got Larry nice. Press. How you doing? I'm not Matt? crabby. I'm a sweetheart. You're never crabby, Larry. And Mike Rothman, what's up, Mike? Hey guys, glad to be here, and I'm telling you, that Amp Pruitt, he's okay by me. Well, thank you, Mr. Rothman. And we also have Skype. No, we have uh, <laughs> Eric Schimmelfanig back again with us. What's up, Eric? Dabbing. Good to have you back. Had you on AOTA last night. Good show. Check that out, attackoftheunders.com. It's up there for y'all. And tonight, going to talk some just general tech. I uh, want to start things off. I know it's a long ways away, but I'm just that excited for it because I've never been to DEF CON, but this year I have a chance to go, so I'm going. Me and uh, the K-Dog, she's going to come down. She's never been to Las Vegas before, so we're going to show off show off the the tour of the great city of Sin and uh, hopefully not get any of our personal information posted on the Wall of Sheep. Very, very excited, though. So if anyone from the Yats gang wants to go to DEF CON this year, we should totally have a party. I think it'll be exciting. It's August 1st through the 4th, I believe. So that's that. Very excited. Very, very. Uh, Syria, we want to start hey, things. Hey, hey. man, even even before uh, DEF CON, we've got Maker Fair coming up in the in Northern California, in the Bay Area. Um May 18th to 19th, and I'm really stoked about uh, going to Maker Fair this year. Yeah, that's just in a couple weeks. Another show-off. Boy, everybody's going somewhere but me. Well, well I'll tell you what I did. I was listening, of course, I was listening to Twit last weekend, and Mr. Laporte mentioned he had some tickets to give away, and I, I wrote in, and I I don't know how many tickets he had to give away, but I, I was uh, lucky to get a couple of them. That's nice. awesome. Nice job. Yeah. So yeah. that just shows you the power of, of listening to the Twit Network. Very nice. And presumably after you've listened to yet another tech show. Uh, of course. Now, Mike, course. For, for people that are listening that may not necessarily know what Maker Faire is all about, you want to just like a quick summary of what Maker Faire is about? Yeah, Maker, Maker Faire is, is the community that brings together the – the, the the world of people who make things, you know, 
uh, all under one uh, big tent uh, over over the weekend. So you you go in, you see maybe 2,700 different guys setting up with their 3D printers to you know to print off things. You uh, is that you know, where the if you're lucky, you've got sketch this. They're showing off their wares. Uh, is that you've where, got? Is that where all the, sorts of cool arts, crafts, education? You got stuff for kids. You got stuff for for wannabe kids like me. It's just <laughs> very cool. What's Eric showing there? Is that the old school maker bot? That is the old school maker bot, which I happen to have running at the moment. What are you printing? Uh, nothing very exciting. Just a little uh, case for some tools that I have. That's so awesome. Listen, if you go to Maker Faire, this is what's going to happen. You're going to go see a bunch of these 3D printers, and you're going to have to buy one, which is exactly what happened. To <laughs> <laughs> par for the course, right? Well, so this is what I, I had. I The last time I went to Maker Faire was in New York City, and I went with SketchUp, and they partnered with the Maker Buy guys. And so I show up. Normally when I, I work with, with SketchUp, I do. I'll, I'll teach people or do demos. Like teaching is kind of my thing, and... and they said, just show up and you know, hang out at the booth and we're going we're gonna to do stuff. So I show up to the booth and we had, um, well, the bulldozer, which we'll talk about in a second, but we had uh, eight maker bots. In, wow. And they, they said, here's your job. Make stuff in SketchUp and print it out in the maker bot and you get to use all eight of them. That's so awesome. So you're just like was, pumping out guns from all these maker bots for your army? Dude, it was like, I'm like, I get to use all of them. They're like, yeah. So, so the way it was set up, like one I have here is actually plugged into my other computer so I can sign right on it and send stuff over. The way we had it done in the booth is a SD card. So I was just like, oh, I'm going to make this. I'm going to make that. And I'm just like <laughs> taking all these SD cards. And I was like, these are all my little robots. They're making all my, all my stuff. Catching up on work you should have had done already. That's awesome. Oh man. And it's like, like working from home. This is the most awesomely distracting things. It's like, the other day, I was sitting around, and you know what I need? I need a little, uh, I need an iPad stand. So I drew this up in SketchUp in about 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And just oh, printed man. it out. That is so cool. <laughs> it's like every problem that you never knew you had, you yeah. can now solve with, like, yeah. cheap plastic. It's awesome. <laughs> Eric, I got to ask you this now. I'm not exactly sure this applies to you, but in, in my situation, I, I've got to have my story straight. Uh, about why I needed to buy the uh, the 3D printer so that when I get to the uh, kitchen pass uh, requirement, I, I have it, uh, you know, I, I can explain this. All you have to say is, you know, here's a new spatula. Here's a new fork. What do you need? What do you need? I just fixed your dishwasher for you. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't have to verify any of my purchases with anybody, um, which is, I think, probably the ultimate solution. To that problem. <laughs> He's <laughs> saying, Mike, you need a divorce. You need to print yourself right. out a divorce. <laughs> if, if you want to make a bot, buy a Corvette and get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. Awesome. <laughs> I would make a Corvette from the bot and then like a little. That'd be so awesome. Print so, out a little plastic. Derek, Derek do, you, do you see guys printing? Are, are you starting to see guys printing other stuff than that kind of light plastic? Th- that other than plastic? Yeah, the light kind of, uh, yeah. 
I mean, pla plastic is, I mean, ABS and, and, and PLA, so ABS is like what Legos are made out of, and PLA is like a corn-based plastic. Those are the most common things that you'll see at Maker Faire and things like it because the, the tech to print it is really cheap. There are really expensive printers that um, industrial place have that can like extrude metal and all kinds of other materials, but for the us common folk, um, you know, plastic and ABS is, is what you're going to say. There's a... Actually, uh, I take that back. Material. What's that? There, there, there's a, I can't remember the name of it, but there, there's a, a discipline of people that are working on printing biological material. I've, I've read about that. You know, and, that yeah, like there's a guy, there's guys, uh, I heard a podcast, uh, IEEE podcast, guys are printing stem cells. I mean, wow. it's just mm. bizarre, man. It's, there's ooh. also a fruitcake in Texas that's uh, designed a handgun that can oh, be yeah. printed yeah, on a th on a 3D printer, and uh, he's uploading the pattern to I the saw net. That. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. read I though that I, it's I not. I put that in the rundown. He's 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 got a and there's pictures of him shooting it. I I would love the the coolest video, the biggest uh, viral video on YouTube is going to be when one of those nitwits blows his hand off. Shooting a gun. Well, yeah, and isn't so it more? Soon enough. It's not necessarily a gun. It's more of like a little zip gun that used to thing. make That's back in the day. It's not the, like a. You're it, thinking. What's the difference between a zip gun and that? Because you're not printing out a Glock nine millimeter that you're going to be able to use over and over again. You're printing out this one-time disposable zip gun, basically. That That's just what goes I'm saying. Pop, what, bang. What's the big deal about that gun? Well, well okay, so, so do a zip gun uh, with a piece of tubing and a piece of wood and a rubber band. Well, you can make one with a spoke from a bicycle time i mean yeah, it's yeah. an old so, design well but. here, here I, th I think this is a big deal so so i actually yeah. downloaded this file and and i and i, I checked it out <laughs> and, and blew and my I, hand I off <laughs> no 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 it, 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 my fear I, i'm not going to print this thing out but but i did i loaded it in the sketchup and i, I was checking out eric if you print it out and send it to me i will test it out <laughs> all right fair enough well, actually, no, man, if you tell me what grain to leg. pack the shell, we can do all that stuff. I live in Montana. We have gun reloaders and everything. Just tell me what does it need. <laughs> well, there's some weird so, – so I read – so what, what there is in this file, you get all, all the, the stock and the hand grip and all the springs and the firing pin and everything, or the firing pin and the nail, but all the springs to make it go. And they're standard STL files, which I could literally put into my MakerBot right now and start printing if I wanted to. And what was really interesting is there was a set of instructions that was there, um, and it was quoting gun laws as to how you're supposed to print this thing. So there's the, the main components, which is the, the barrel and the, the hand grip. And, and if, I, if I was interpreting this right, if you print all of the parts, like the springs, the firing pin, the trigger, and all the other stuff, and then you print the, the hand grip and the barrel, you at that moment have created an undetectable firearm, which is like illegal, apparently majorly illegal, right? So to make it detectable, you have to epoxy a piece of metal into the barrel. So it'll be, detect be detectable in a metal detector. And what's crazy is that the build instructions say you need to build the barrel first and epoxy the piece of metal in before you build the other parts. Because if you at any point own all of the parts without the metal in the barrel. Right, that's you, when you it's. Own, and it was like, 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 to me, that was just crazy to go, well, oh, if I build it in the wrong order, it's illegal. But if I build it in the right order, 
like the, what the law says is that if that metal is epoxied into that plastic barrel, that it's now one. It's a loophole, obviously. And it seems silly, wow. like yeah. if you really wanted people to do that, you would have put in your instructions, if this piece of metal is not properly in place, the gun will blow up. And then people right. would be like, They're oh, just, yeah. I better put this in so that my gun doesn't oh, blow no, my face off. Somebody would try it out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so well, and the other thing, and you know, not let's, I, you know, I don't know if we want to go down the whole rabbit hole of like all the gun legislation and stuff like that, <laughs> but, but people, people are trying to. So, so this gun, and and it says right in the instructions that it's good for one shot, and if you smooth the barrel, you can get about ten shots out of it before the barrel fails. And the way it's designed, you can print extra barrels, and it's on a quick release. So when you when you destroy your barrel, which is meant to be destroyed, you pop it off. And you can put in another one, so you can. And they're light little pieces of plastic, so you could. You, I mean, you could carry a couple of these on your person, and have a forty shot. I mean, I, I you know, you got load one bullet at a time. It's not like it's got clip yet. But you but, could print out yeah. a clip for it just as freaking easily. Well, so so <laughs> yeah. here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like today, Matt, you're correct. Like you're not going to print out a Glock nine millimeter, and, and you just can't do that today. But we're pretty damn close. What's to that. stopping you, though? It's the plastic and it's the Austrian know-how of assembling a Glock. You know, I, it's it's more than just like letting this little thing drip out crappy plastic. I feel like, it's... but but the plastic is going to get less crappy. Oh, the for sure, get, for sure, get more accurate. Yeah. So, so so here's the thing: it's like, like you do all these background checks and all these things, right? So if I want to go to a gun store, I'll get checked out, and you know, I'm not insane, and they'll they'll sell me a gun. If that MakerBot I have is $2,000, okay? I bet you the first fax machine was probably about $2,000. Right. In that and you yeah. get a fax machine now. And seriously, like, you can get a fax machine, you know, when people were actually using them for, what, 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to be able to get a 3D printer in the next, what, five to ten years if you look at the way fax it's machines. It's happening. You know? And, yeah. and so, great. You want to make background checks to keep guns out of the hands of criminals, it's fine, but they could just go to Staples and buy a 3D printer, which you can do. Uh, they just announced that and start printing guns. You know what the like, bottom oh, line yeah. is, though? A society as a whole, by the time it gets to the point technologically where it's able to create guns in its basement, should be responsible enough to know that, like, why am I, what do I even need this for? I'm in a society of, you know, it's... Like, everyone's working for this common goal. We're not trying to shoot each other, except that we're totally not at that point, and war is in right. our freaking blood. But, hey, Eric, what's, as Matt was saying, though, what's the difference? Uh, you, you know, you print it on, even if the printer gets down to 50 bucks or something. I mean, you, if you just Google zip gun, you'll see all kinds of ways to make guns out of shit that you can pick up at, uh, you know. Like a Maglite flashlight, for example. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, it's just well, an easier... Okay, so, so here's the thing, and, and I, I think that it, you're, you're right. Are, are there plenty of ways that you can make a gun out of stuff? I mean, if you watch Mythbusters, you can make a, a crossbow out of paper in jail with toothpaste. I mean, but... You can make a shank out of a toothbrush. I mean, if you're talking jail. Yeah. It, I, I think with the, the, with the 3D printing thing that you're able to make really you will be able to make really good mechanical things really easy because I, like this, this all right to make to to make a gun 
All right, right. You're, those, Eric, yeah. basically, you're taking the guesswork out of it, the human error, because you have yeah, this perfect yeah, like, plan that can be followed by a computer. It's instructions. Exactly. And like everyone in every town, everywhere has a machine shop somewhere, then there are tools and people in there capable of building a really good gun. But not everybody. Right. But I mean, it's expensive and you have to go to a public place and blah, blah, blah. And, and now if you have this machine, you can do it in the privacy of your own home. Like, I like think as, that's. As you were looking. Before you're looking to the future and saying in five years or something they'll be cheaper than fax machines, but how about the? That's why I asked you before about the metallic inks and stuff. I mean, will will the materials get way better too? Could you to believe? I I think so. I they mean, have to. I'd like to think that today, if somebody wanted to build a plastic gun, they probably could. I mean. I, there's well, some ama- I mean, cars out of carbon fiber, so why can't we make a gun out of plastic? I don't think you can do it on my maker pot right now, but you know, at some point, I think you'll be able to. It's coming. Are we responsible yeah. enough to handle it? I think we're pretty sure we're not. I think, yeah. as a whole, pretty sure. <laughs> just watch those videos. Like, go Google Zip. Guys. Like, guys, check this out. I totally just found plans to build your own nuke. All I need is some enriched plutonium. Yeah. I built my own plane to distribute it. I had a little drone. I printed it out. It's ready to go. Be afraid. Be very, very afraid. But you definitely you can't put that on the technology. That's the people's use of the technology. You cannot yeah. say ban these maker bots because people are going to make guns. You know what? You make a gun. I just print out a bulletproof vest. So, what else? There you go. Well, you, you know, you know. So this might be like like a bad a bad parallel to draw, but it's like think about think about you take my example of the machine shop, right? Like that's a hard thing to do. So, so think about before pre Napster, right? If you wanted to steal music, you literally had to go to a store and like physically steal and music. hijack that. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean seriously, that's like you had to go into like a CD store and, and steal this. And and like I didn't do that. You guys didn't do that. But I tell you what, when Napster came out, oh hell yeah! Give me, give me, give me! Stop downloading it, <laughs> yeah, because I can do. I mean, all you know, day. And yes, stealing music is like a pretty uh, victimless crime compared to shooting somebody with a gun. So that's kind of a weird parallel to draw. But the barrier to entry, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, plead a fifth. <laughs> oh man. All right, uh, let's talk about this real quick. I know uh, Syria having some problems, speaking of societies not quite yet to the point of being responsible enough to live life. I I don't know. But um, they've had their internet shut off, kind of. Um, Did we not learn anything, the last two dictators that tried to do that? And then, like, people swooped in and was like, hey, yo, here's some dial-up numbers if you really need to connect, and here's this and that. And then what happened? Dictators get overthrown, and, and then what? So now, it's happening again. Have they, have they again recently shut it down? Because they did it a, uh, six months ago or so. Yeah, this is just this just week. It was again. down for about 20 hours, they're saying. This is off of like uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday, right? They say it's likely, though unconfirmed, that the administration of Syrian President Bashar Assad manually cut access to Syrian citizens, including cellular and broadband connectivity. Uh, Assad and his father have ruled Syria since the 70s and have used censorship to stifle revolt. So, clearly just another case of the internet is this massive modus of communication and disruption 
and everything you infidels are, you know, praising, basically, and we're going to cut it off. And then we're going to do a bunch of nasty stuff while no one can get out the word. And then uh, once the internet comes back on, everyone's sitting there whistling, twiddling their thumbs like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Nothing to see here. Exactly. Uh, They say here internet outages in the Middle East have been more common than one might expect, given that the undersea fiber op cables connecting the region and Europe are occasionally sliced by ship anchors. How about you call before you dig and don't drop anchor on my fiber? (laughs) Jesus. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who are these pirates dropping anchor on the fiber cable? There's one cable... And you dropped an anchor on it. Like, really? No, hold on. Really? Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm calling BS on that. Did anybody see that article? It was a couple months ago. And it was somewhere over in the Middle East. And they caught some guys on, like, it was a disguise, It was like a shrimp boat or something. They disguised it as. And they were under the water with, with saws and scuba gear. Are you internet. serious? Like, torches yeah. trying to weld that thing out? Yeah. <laughs> and, we're and, out here shrimping, folks. Yeah, we're shrimping. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I, I, I look. It was a while ago. I read the article, and like nothing ever, you know, came of it, headline news wise. But I think it was we were on the U.S. was on patrol somewhere. We caught these guys, and they were like, uh, "What's with the hoses in the water?" And they were like, "Ah, they went." They it like, was Do the you guys catch some shrimp, and they're it, like, "No, we're cutting cables." It was the Egyptian Navy. They captured That's divers right. cutting the internet cable. They were. They said it was a week of disruptions, and they're like, "What is going on?" And so they sent some people out, and like you said, they just found that uh, these people were cutting a cable near Egypt, and uh, yeah. So. That's right. Good that deal. Would, that would really piss me off. Right? <laughs> like, like, first of all, as if things weren't bad enough, the fact that we live in the middle of a barren freaking desert. That's, that's, that's step one. We have one cable connecting us to the rest of the freaking world and you're down there underwater with your scuba gear on trying to cut it like, i'm get in the out desert and you're trying to cut off my internet oh the humanity i know how am i supposed to <laughs> how am i supposed to order stuff from amazon free shipping to the middle east to my I'm cave supposed in to the look middle at my east. cat pictures <laughs> hey guys, i was just checking okay syria uh in june of 2011 wow time flies they they went off the net for 28 hours, and then they brought it back up. And it sounds like they've done the same kind of thing here. Uh, was there some specific event? I think what? doesn't this – this is quite quick after the whole they were using chemical war, the U.S. needs to right. now say yeah, something. Yeah. So do you think this was a dark time, no pun, so that they could, like, get that in order before they flip the lights back on? They're like, no chemical weapons here. I don't yeah, know what you're talking about. They, I was just reading the, back. I had forgotten, but when they did it in June of 2011, it was it was in, because there was a really brutal murder of a kid that had gone viral on YouTube, and it really seemed like maybe a just a, a reaction to that. And maybe this, what he says it might be true, but they can't stay off very long because too much. They need the internet too. The the bad guys and the good guys. Business, commerce, everybody needs the internet. Dude, that would. I, I'm going to be on a plane on Friday for ten hours, and there's no internet, and I'm like, what? What am I going to do? Offline. <laughs> Never cash. mind the whole freedom of speech thing and having our liberties taken away. Yeah. What am I going to do for ten hours without access to the internet? I'm freaking out. 
drink and read a book and go through. I would just start offline caching all of my favorite websites right now, starting with right the, now, right now. <laughs> View Actually, offline. No, I was gonna go. I was gonna go crazy on Pocket, and I have. Um, I'm sure there's a couple other Dropbox users in this chat, uh, this hangout. And I have all of my devices upload pictures, and it's been like, I don't know, months, and I haven't sorted any of them. So I have thousands of pictures in there, and I think I'm just going to, like, make myself do that. That'll <laughs> you know, kill Eric, time. The obvious answer is we're on episode 54 here. Now, you could catch up on your <laughs> backlog. Um, yes, you can. Viewing. That is that was the obvious answer, Michael. What did you do the whole yeah. way there? I listened to Yats and AOTA, and now I want to blow my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, like like you guys cut me off because the sorting the pictures was only gonna take like ten or fifteen minutes, and that was literally the next thing I was gonna say I was doing. But you jumped in and cut me off. Where where where, where are you going? Uh, Germany, actually. Oh, very cool. What takes you there? Um, I am going, so I do social media and PR uh, as well for a kitchen and bath hardware company and this big trade show out there. So we're yeah, going yeah, yeah. So, so I'm going out there again. Hopefully this time it's not a trip. Um, <laughs> we, we hope so for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the naive hasn't traveled international guy uh, kind of almost screwed up big time uh, the last time. And this time I learned my lesson, so we'll be okay. Okay, well, load up that notebook and that. Uh, yeah, that. yeah. I, I told I told Border Patrol I had weapons. That's <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> that a boy. Remember, don't put the nail in your plastic gun. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm like I'm 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 screwed. I've been talking about being able to print out 3D guns. Right Red flag. It. You're not flying anywhere, bro. You're on no fly from like now till the end of the century. Oh no! I'll fly, but I I see some rubber gloves on my. Feet but you're now. gonna get searched and frisked at every possible stop. They're gonna like be flying, take the seatbelt sign off, and be like, "Mr. Schimmelfanig, would you please come to the front? We have uh we have something we need to search, <laughs> just for just for good measure." Oh. So yeah. let's talk about speaking from no internet. Let's talk about the quantum internet, and I. I I hate when the word quantum is, like, just tossed around. You see this a lot in, like, homeopathy and other woo of, of sorts, other uh, charlatous uh, people, but they, they like to use the word quantum. Like, it, I can quantum heal you with my quantum mind bullets. It's like, okay, that's kind of complete crap. But uh, this is an article talking uh, from the MIT Technology Review saying that the uh, labs there in Los Alamos, the national lab, uh, they have been testing a so-called quantum internet for two and a half years. Uh, the researchers there at the Los Alamos National Labs released a paper called Network-Centric Quantum Communications with Application to Critical Infrastructure Protection. Uh, they released that last week. It outlined a way to achieve a more secure internet connection by using its hub and spokes model. Not spokes model but a spokes model. Uh, the researchers don't actually use the term quantum internet, thank you. Instead, what the paper describes is network-centric quantum communications, or NQC. Are you familiar with any of this, Larry? You're the, the network guy. Well, yes, many of all. To answer succinctly, I know. No. <laughs> I don't know. Like, quantum, this whole idea of quantum communication seems to me I just, I obviously don't understand it. It's a buzzword, right? It's not. They talk about these these remotely distant bits that are uh, synced to each other, 
and that they in, it sounds like they're supposed to instantly be able to if one changes state the other. Well, one that's does. the idea of quantum that entanglement, seems to be like right? Communication faster than the speed of light. If so you can already, hurt- I'm totally lost. But reading that article, I mean, when you say the word internet, a quantum internet, what comes to mind? An you internet know, that both routers, exists and routers, does not exist. Stuff all over this the world, and and in fact, you know, some kind of you know quantum. Uh, communication link, but this, when you read the article, it just sounds like that was a, a, a sort of a silly thing to call it. It sounded like some kind of an encryption technique, did it not? Yeah, because if you think about it, if, if you go quantum entanglement, if you know what the direction or whatever of one one atom is or whatever you're talking about, if it's up, you know the other one is down. So if you have a bit and one bit is one, you know automatically the other one's a zero. And as okay, soon as they the switch. Thing, hey, Matt, the thing I don't understand, okay, so then you flip one, and the other one, if they're entangled, is supposed to instantaneously flip, right? Right, right. But that's the idea. doesn't that violate the, you know, you're communicating in no time. But that's what I'm saying. This works at the quantum level with particles. How I don't know how you're going to attach information to that and still get that instantaneous entanglement that well, spooky I mean, action at a distance you, or whatever. you got a bunch of bits, and you can turn them on and off, and you, you've got you can encode information. You so ask. Is, is the, is the idea, is, and, and this is like I'm way out of my, you know, Me too, I'm, yeah. I'm not Bill Nye, but is, is the idea like, uh, uh, all right, we take like a, a bit of data, right, which is what, like an electron or a bunch of a hunk of light going through a, a fiber optic right. cable? One photon. Is But is one photon a whole bunch of, a nerd alert, is a, is a <laughs> one photon a whole bunch of uh, quantum particles. So it's like, like, are they breaking data transmission down into literally the smallest thing that we know exists? Isn't the photon, though, is the smallest quanta of light that can be measured? We're talking light when you're talking photons. If you're talking like quarks and stuff, you're talking other particles, not necessarily light, though. Oh, well, it's, somebody paid attention. To it, it's not an Eric. I'm just making this up. And sip my beer. I'm totally yeah, making it, this up. What you're saying sort of implies you're, t- you're sort of envisioning a particle moving through space. But my understanding of this shit, and it's, boy, I don't understand it at all, I must say, is that there will be two particles that are separated from each other by some distance, but they're, quote, coupled. And when one changes state, the other changes state. Simultaneously. Right, so you can almost think of it how you have a private and a public key separated by time and space. When something in the hash changes, it automatically gets updated instantaneously to. But the if something that has the other remote bit. from you changes instantaneously because you did something, you're communicating faster. Than, you're communicating in no time. Well, that's and the that, thing. Can you attach something? I don't think that's possible, is it, according to the physicists? I don't I'm think yet, but I'm not a physicist either. We really need a physicist. All right, so check this out. They say that the internet, the ultra-secure internet works by connecting to a central hub that acts as a filter to a network of clients, like spokes on a wheel. Once data arrives at the hub, it is converted into bits and then converted again into quantum bits. And those quantum bits are sent out to computers. Not all computers are required to communicate through the hub, but the computers can send a request for the encryption described by the researchers. This is a quantum cryptography, uh, which is more secure because a quantum object is changed once it has been observed, making it impossible for an eavesdropper to go unnoticed. 
So in that, they're saying that at the quantum level, the observer themselves, yourself, me, as soon as I observe, I change the state. Just by the, the act of observing, I'm interfering at the quantum level, changing the state. So if you have a secure connection at the quantum level and someone tries to tap into that, just by the act of them trying to tap into it changes the state and you're alerted that, whoa, this isn't secure anymore. So that makes more sense if you think of it that way. But that has nothing to do with a quantum internet stupid headline. Yeah, that's not an internet. That no, sounds it's like cryptography. A it's crypto. It sounds like an encryption server. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like Internet HD encapsulation. Ain't that what it is? Yeah, I'm gonna tunnel this through this little quantum freaking thing. This little wormhole that I've made. <laughs> We're gonna make a black hole. We're gonna put my message into it. I'm gonna close it. I'm gonna hand it to you. I don't know. Gentlemen, I think we're totally out of our depth, but the title of the article <laughs> seems like hyperbole. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say you're yeah. probably right on with that. Let's and talk I'm about something. Say, well, it is CBS now. I well, mean, there you what go. Do you expect? A CBS. Can we, can we talk about something really easy now? Like Google yeah, Fiber? Let's get, let's get back to plastic guns. Plastic <laughs> guns and Google Fiber? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need fast bandwidth to get my gun plans drawn out to you, so... Uh, we do understand this, right? Larry, you did a blog post about Google Fiber going nationwide. Well, it's just more of idle speculation, but there was a big article in the New York Times today talking about how crappy, you know, it, it, it was really a pretty good article. It, it very nicely and concisely summarized how mediocre our broadband network has gotten in the United States. And, uh, and then it really hyped... Google, uh, you know, it sort of said, hey, is Google uh, Fiber going to be the answer to this? Uh, and it's, it struck me, and oh, there was two things that struck me. One is the guy that's heading up the Google Fiber project for Google is a guy that was one of the founders of At Home. Mike, do you remember At Home up in your part of the country? I was an At Home customer a thousand years ago. All right. Did you, was there, a, is the, the guy's name is Milo Medin. Doesn't was, ring a doesn't ring a bell. Okay, uh, but, but he's, uh, he's heading the project for Google. But you know, so he was part of a, a really ambitious uh, startup. What twenty years ago? Was that Larry? Are you talking about the folding at home, the distributed computing no, 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 no. thing? No, or no, no. it was at home. It was a an internet service provider. It sounds oh. like Mike was a, a customer. Yeah, in in its day, it was like the first ISP to offer. Broadband connectivity over. It's like it's uh, saying over cable. cable. O- over cable. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was really cool in its day in that it offered services much, 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 much faster than dial up, which was the other alternative at the time. But of course, it quickly got uh, swamped by the cable system owners. And eventually got merged and bought up, and you know I've I've forgotten what happened to it, but it merged into somebody else. Yeah, what, wasn't it started by Hearst, the guy that the newspaper? Yeah, Will Will Hearst from yeah. the Hearst uh, family. But it, I, anyway, I thought I was struck by the fact that two things. One is that the New York Times is hyping this thing. That I'm cynical, maybe, but I don't think that some reporter or columnist just decided to write an article. My guess is that Google PR. Is, you know, letting them know, hey, let's hype this thing a little bit. 
I don't know, it just seemed like one more piece of evidence that uh, Google Fiber may really be going nationwide. Wouldn't that I, be lovely? I want it. I want it badly. Yeah. And just how soon? That's the question. Yeah. And how much? Well, shit, yeah. if it's the prices they're charging now, it's a slam dunk. 70 bucks for a gigabyte? Yeah, really? That's like 10 bucks more than I'm paying for 30 megabit cable. There you go. Like how well, amazing the, the interesting thing is it, it seems like every week or 10 days there's an announcement about another community somewhere getting uh, getting uh, uh, municipal network. Yeah, or or something similar. Yeah. And you know in Provo what Google has done they they have bought the I mean uh, uh ready, you know they bought an existing network. They're not they're not doing like in Kansas City their own. Uh, you could imagine Google going around sort of making a deal with every municipal network in the country. So are they only lighting up dark fiber as a last resort, but they would rather partner with companies that have existing infrastructure would, that they're using yeah. instead of having and to what build Mike out? What says is true. There, there are, I don't know, 20, 25 cities that, that have just done you know municipal networks, um, fiber networks. So I don't know who who knows what Google's doing, but I just that article, the fact that it appeared in the New York Times, and the fact that it revealed that the guy that is heading the project for Google was at at home. Uh, is that your bar for mainstream, Larry? Is that your bar for mainstream that it's in the Times? Uh, I think that the fact that it got in, the, you know, why did the New York Times write that article this morning? My, I'm just making a guess. But maybe Google PR said, hey, it's time to uh, write that article. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I think so. I'm, it It isn't the typical type of article that Times just normally would cover. Uh, they, they do most of their technology coverage on Thursdays, actually, and this appeared on Wednesday. You um, could well see Google's hand involved with that. So let me ask you guys this: If you had the choice between, if you guys could choose between Google Fiber or a local municipality offering fiber, would you rather have it provided by Google or would you rather have your city doing it? Eric, Ooh. Google. Ooh. And you say Google, Eric? What do you say? Here, here's here. If Google came into my house and said, "All right, here's the deal: You're paying sixty-three dollars a month to Comcast for internet." You're going to pay us $120 a month, but every single month you pay us double for internet, we're going to send really bad curse-laced letters to everybody at Comcast for being jerks. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I, I am I totally in. tell you how much I hate Comcast. They're not a sponsor or anything. I hope. Mm. Sorry. They, are. Um, they, they suck. They suck so bad, and it's the only choice. And it's like, I don't know how it is in your communities, but we don't have a monopoly here because my choices are dial-up, uh, DSL. Wait, no, hold on. This is this one's DSL. There you go. Or Comcast. This there you one. Go. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much how it is here, except we're lucky that our cable provider is actually pretty decent. But you have either dial-up or DSL, and you have different DSL providers, but they all lease their their bandwidth from the main phone company, the Ma Bell. Or you right. can go cable on the other side if you live close enough to a pedestal, which not everybody here does at all. <laughs> right. 
So it, it is. It's like, it's not a monopoly. You got choice. I mean, you could go with the Ma Bell or you could go with us. You pick. Well, the, the, the other choice I have, I, I could do the Verizon, uh, the Verizon 4G. Yeah, or, the wireless it, thing. Yeah, but it's got a data cap on it that's like 50 gig. And I, I and, can that, like, And how's it, your latency? If you're trying to do anything that requires somewhat of a low ping, like you're not doing that over wireless. No way. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. That that could also be. A I thought the other interesting thing about the fiber rolling out is that everybody that gets it is going to have to upgrade their existing network internally, which is a big, a big open door for certain companies. Belkin, Netgear, Linksys, Cisco is pretty much who owns all that crap besides uh, Netgear. But you know, they they, a lot of us are still on these old WRTs. You know, those are are not going to handle gigabit internet at all, you yeah. know? So there, 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 it looks like there's a, there's a door there that can be... When, when Google, when you get Google Plus or Google Fiber, I'm sure that they provide your, uh, your home equipment. And the other thing is... Your internal network, though, also? Or are well, they I mean, just getting you the to the... ISPs do that, Matt. They yeah. give you really? these new routers and stuff. Yeah, no, so. they do yeah. modems. They don't touch routers, though, unless it's the all-in-one crap. Yeah, that it's an all-in-one. That's such yeah. a piece, though. Yeah. I don't, nah, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. But, you know, the Whatever. other thing that, that it's said that they're going to do in Provo, anyhow, is uh, make everybody part of the bargain is you get, you have an open, you have to keep an open Wi Fi. And they're going to try to roll it. They're going to, you know, if it really catches on and it's all over the place, then there's going to be ubiquitous Wi Fi all over the place. Wait, wait, but hold on. That's hold a on. nice little fringe benefit. You have to be like, come on to my network. It's all good here. It's all good. Yeah. I'm not man I'm in the sure middle. I'm sure that they're going to be clever enough to, um, to secure that famous. I'm not sniffing here. packets or being the man in the middle here at all. Pot, come come on to this open hold, network. Hold, hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Yeah. So, I, look. Uh, uh, all right. They they want you, you, you pay for internet, okay? And they want you to leave your router open. All right, so let me be clear about this. I'm cool with, like, if I'm getting some massive amount of bandwidth, like, other people, you know, around me use my bandwidth. That's cool. But what I'm not cool with, like, I have all my wireless stuff locked down because if you get on my network, I have, like, network shares, and, you know, I mean, you can, like, you can get in. I understand. You should have that not open and maybe have a password on that i mean no that... i do but like if i was like uh eh, whatever free bandwidth sure, yeah, like yeah. i'm sort of okay with that but i don't want you i think that's a small price to pay to being able to say f you to the cell phone carrier and be like i'm just turning wi-fi on because everybody in my neighborhood is broadcasting and we have a net over this whole town of gigabit okay, you me. that's it i'm giving away my wi-fi couldn't you? That's doesn't that sound awesome? If you could just always be on Wi-Fi and not have to worry about LTE or 3G or carriers or any crap and like that. Camp that you were talking about. Yeah, well, that'd be amazing. Now, uh, you, you guys remember? Uh, well, well, remember it's still out there. Republic Wireless. That, yeah, that yeah. startup. If they, if if they could function on top of that via the Wi-Fi, like that's a perfect, that's a perfect yeah, match. You know. You know, as much, Eric, as you want to telegraph that message to Comcast, I want to telegraph the same net message to my cell phone provider. Exactly, right? <laughs> oh. Kill them both. Yeah. You know, and it, it, you know, you know why I have I have Verizon, and I hate slash love them because yeah. the coverage is awesome. The service is amazing. And it's like, 
So damn expensive. It's so damn expensive. And then it's like, and it, well, let's, you know, we were talking about this last night, but, you know, oh, you have a G next? Yeah, we're not going to update. Oh, sure, we're not going to get the one. You know, we're not going to let you update your phone. But we like, have this droid DNA. <laughs> Come and get. <laughs> yeah. Battery's awesome. Come yeah. get that. You know, it is like I am in such a love hate. Honestly, I really want to go back to AT and T because I can get an Nexus Four. Doesn't that you know? whole game though? That whole game in and of itself is the most ridiculous thing. I have to pick a device based on the carrier that's providing the service for it. Like, how stupid is that? I should be yeah. able to pick any freaking device I want, and you're going to power it because guess what? You want my money as a customer. Yep. But that's not how it is. They're like, ooh, here's our special stripped-down BF version of Sense TouchWiz UI because the carrier knows best because we program apps now, apparently, because that's our job. Good, Verizon. I have five free gigs on the Verizon cloud. Thanks. Yeah, how many files do you have in there? Zero. I have one. It's a malware. They up to the five gigs. I thought it was like half a gig. No, I know it's like five hundred megs. I'm just talking smack. Don't give them that much credit. No, but yeah, it is that total love hate thing. Because when you're sitting by a tower and you do a speed test on LTE and you're hitting thirty five megabits, like you're like, yeah, that's almost worth a hundred and eighty freaking dollars a month. Almost. my bill, I have my iPad and my Galaxy S3. I pay my actual bill is one hundred and thirty six dollars a month. Dude, on my bill, I have like my fam, my mom, my brother, his girlfriend. <laughs> this our bill is like over six hundred dollars every month, and that's <laughs> like that just seems so crazy when you say like six every month. But I mean, there's five yeah, of us you using guys, it. You, but you still, you can walk into a car dealership with very so little money down and go, "I would like two Ford Focuses." I know. Oh, right <laughs> exactly that's just so crazy but it's something we use so much and we're so used to having it's like hey, you I, justify I it you right guys the advantage of being an old curmudgeon fart i think i pay uh ting about 15 bucks for your feature phone <laughs> that's awesome wait a minute. hold on hold on hold on you're on a tech podcast and you have a feature phone? <laughs> it's not a feature phone, but it's like, I don't know, it's is Android. It phone? I don't even know which one it is. Did they have one that started with A? Like Apricot a. Jam or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Never mind. I'm like... They definitely got us, don't they? Yeah, jeez. Yeah. If you and no, think about it, listen to this. Think about what you're doing. I'm paying you $600 a month to use phone minutes that I never use to text, which is okay. I guess that's worth $10 a month if that. It's nowhere near. The rest of that cost. No, it's not. It's not, not at all. The rest it's, of the cost is so I can use Twitter and Facebook while I'm driving. Like that's if you think about <laughs> what this breaks down into, I'm paying you all this money so I can see the weather while I'm out, and do all this disposable BS computing that is so important now. Hey, Larry, didn't you have a breakdown of when what text messages actually cost? Yeah, I did a blog post on that. Eight it cents? Was, it was something like, uh, well, oh, yeah, I, I think the way I computed it was to say, if, if iTunes charged you that much per bit to download songs, each song would cost you 1500 bucks or something. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's such a great, a great business model. And that, was bef- and that was before iTunes went high-def. 
with right. this high risk. Did, did anybody ever see the the TED talk where where the guy did it was like 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 the yeah. six billion dollar yeah. iPod? The copyright math. Yeah. Is that the yeah. one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw it. Yeah. That was brilliant. That was yeah. It's, yeah, same sort of thing. But yeah, but like freaking text messages. I hate. I if if I had it my way, if I had my this, okay. You know you know what ticks me off about phone carriers and, and touch all, ways. Like, they got you on the text messaging, and they got you on the phone calls, right? So other than texting and phone calls, I can do any kind of communication on any device. On any me. media, anything. I can send you yeah. a YouTube comment, like anything. Yeah. That's so mind-blowing. Like, like, if, if I, like, I hate voicemail. Like, I don't even, sh- I got Google Voice, and, like, I just, if the transcript yeah, is even close. That's I'm so like, great. I love those transcripts sometimes. There's a couple podcasts I listen to that they give their number out and people leave messages and they read the transcripts on the show after they play the voicemail and it's the funniest thing. Like it is That's gotta be funny. It gets it so wrong, but what it says is so funny. It's like okay. You should hear you should hear what happens when the um like say a doctor's office here in the south calls and leave me a message. Uh, He's like, trying to leave a message for Anthony Pruitt. <laughs> <laughs> Check out that transcript. That's awesome. <laughs> Google doesn't do Southern drawl very well. Not at all. <laughs> That's awesome. It does Chinese better than Southern drawl. Y'all come so, back so like, now. Like my, my dream, right? My, my dream is like a, you know, guy who has devices laying around all over the place. I just, I'll pay. I'll pay Verizon uh, uh, or whoever a fair amount of money for data. Okay? Fair, just, fair, like, a, a, a fair price. A fair price. I'm gonna say I want 10 gigs of data, and I want to be able to put it on as many different. Like, uh, think about this as a business. Why are right? you putting a number on it though? Just give me data. Yeah, why not just say? I'm gonna give you fifty dollars a month, and you're gonna give me data. Okay, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's what it. I'm saying. So, like, like I, I pay for four gigs of data. But then to add this iPad on, they're just arbitrarily charging me an extra ten dollars a month. Right, like, because I'm they had to pay to... some guy to physically walk into the CO to like do something. It's like that's not even how it works. <laughs> Why are you charging me for this? So, so here's the thing, though. Like, I have the the Razer Max. I've got the Galaxy camera sitting here. I want data on all of these things. Like, I want to be able to pick up my Razer Max. Go. I'm going to use this as my phone today because it's charged or whatever. And not have to like I could could I activate this with the data plan? Sure, I'm going to spend an extra ten dollars a month so that I can like once a month pick it up. Like that's stupid, but they would have more. Like I would stick this in my car and stream Spotify. When, isn't on that it. Would, is, isn't that what they tried to do with the new share plans? But there's like here's free voice and free text, and all your devices can use this very little amount of data. But they but they whack you so like I, I have right. to share everything per de- plan. Per I have a fucking data pool. But they that I pay ten dollars a month to have this iPad on there. It's but not just I a one time fee. That's extra ten bucks every month. That's hundred and twenty bucks a year. You're just oh, like hey, here you Eric, go. Eric, they have they have to go to a lot of trouble to separate the iPad bits from the <laughs> <laughs> You're paying for net neutrality, Eric. That's the greatest you're paying them. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was like the trash when I lived in California when they had a guy sort the plastic. You've got to sort the glass. <laughs> There's a guy out there sorting the bits. 
This one goes to the iPad. This one goes. Hold to on, the that's an Android bit. No, you got to go this way. Hold on, can you resend that, please? Have you, you know, you know what's you funny about that? Water, have you noticed that your water bill every month has different rates for bath water and dishwashing water and lawn watering water? Yeah, the poo water is way more than the the, the poo water. Poo water is really expensive. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you told me that Apple wanted their data charged differently. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds like Apple. Preferential Apple. data, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Preferential data. You're exactly right. That's too bad. So only, only the clean Johnny Ive machine data bits get to your eye. That's iPod. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I love the, the direction we're, we're going with this is, you know, a higher higher definition screens which are larger resolution images and videos which are more data and you want to charge us for it okay i'll be sitting here on my vga downloading 28 bit gifs <laughs> so <laughs> so as to not overdo my data cap hey now you're starting to sound like me man that's right how, how much data do you guys do you guys use a month i use all the data about five, about five gigs, right at six, something All right. like that. I, I've, yeah. I've, I got a four gig data plan, and I, the last two months I've completely blown it. Yeah, just go ahead and get the six gig plan. Yeah, <laughs> I would why, tell. Why are there these plans like four, six? Why isn't it just how much ever you use like gasoline? Because they, they want to tier you. A different rate for ten gallons and twelve gallons. Yes, because they want to tier you. If you're going to use more, you're going to get up in this other tier. See, that's the thing, you guys. It's a PS model. Many, many gigabytes, but I do it on a thing called a laptop. Yep. <laughs> you know, What's that? Yeah, it's one of these things that... Uh, Is that running Android or iOS? Well, Larry, not all of us have tenure at a university that provides us with laptops and connectivity, okay? Some of us have to drive <laughs> no, in a little... I pay my own... I do pay for my connectivity. I usually use my laptop at home, and I even maybe pay for some of my laptops or computers. But I don't see a, feel a big need to be able to... Um, send email from when I'm driving around. It's a different use case. Like when I was on my way to the park, Ant was like, hey, can someone add Eric to the dock? And I was like, hey, I'm not driving because my buddy's driving. I'll do it. And I was on the phone and I did it. It's for times like that, the $600 a month bill is so (laughs) worth it. And that only only costs you 300 bucks. I know, right? If you divide it out. (laughs) That's cool. Whatever. Did you guys see iFixit got a hold of the ooh yeah? And they enjoyed their repairability and their open design. They did a little tear down. The Ouya, if you don't know, is the Android open source console that was a Kickstarter dynamo, would you say? Asking how, for how well is that thing doing? I haven't heard much about it. Uh, as far as getting out to people, I don't know. Getting out to people and, and does anybody have it yet? Eric got his, didn't he? On uh, I AOTA, so. me. No, did no, you no, get no, one? No, Eric Finkenbeiner. But did you get one also, Eric? No, no, I didn't get one. Uh-oh. So, uh-oh. So this thing's a Tegra 3. This is basically like what we said back when the Kickstarter was happening. It's a Transformer Prime in a box, basically, right? <laughs> a gig of RAM, a Tegra 3, 8 gigs internal storage, 99 bucks. Boo yeah. Wi-Fi. Too, too cheap, man. It can't be that great of a game in its parents. That, but I'll I tell you, that. for all the games the Transformer Prime plays, like that would be all right to have on a console. 
that you just so, that was so this big I, I i heard and i'm i'm only like you know third party repeating this from from the engadget guys i was in their podcast the other day and, and they said that the controller itself was kind of chintzy and there's this weird it it sounded to me like it doesn't have the play store on it it has its own ouya store so if right you, bought something on play you don't get it on like hmm. and you, you can just download them no that's them and that's you... got to be early developer stuff because once this comes out even if it didn't have play on it you could just put a rom on it and have play on it i mean like it i don't know that seems something silly why would they try to separate themselves from the place where all the games came from or a lot of the games yeah, I mean, but I, I guess what's the isn't there certain criteria if you want to have Google Apps like you have to be able to offer like Gmail and YouTube and all those things. Yeah, I guess you can't really pick and choose, can you? That's a good point. I mean, can you? I don't think that Gmail would work very well or something like that. But I bet YouTube would work really well because it's plugged into your TV. Right. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how that that does. Anybody know how that process works? Like to be certified as a Google Apps Android device, and what do you need to? Because the bar is pretty low. I mean, there's all kinds of things that have, like, you know. Fart apps. No, no, no. The fireplace app. To build build a device. The device itself. Yeah, the device itself. Google says, cool, you can put Google Play on it. Like, there's something you have to do, but the bar, I mean, the bar is pretty low because there's some pretty crappy Android devices out there that have Play. You've got to fill out a form on a Google Docs sheet, you know, and. (laughs) <laughs> give, give them, give them your mailing address, and promise to someday send them twenty five dollars, and that's about it. Or promise to someday put jelly bean on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if you're a developer of these games, would you, you would just put it there then, right? Just to get it on this other console. If it's the same framework, like it, you, you, it's not like you have to re-encode your APK or anything. You can just say, okay, I'm going to push this to the Ouya store also. Yeah, why not? If it's not costing you much extra work. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, yeah, I, I don't see... I mean, uh, the only... I'm, I'm not much of a gamer, but like uh, I, w- I played um, Vice City on Android, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and I would imagine that you know, it's got the on-screen, like, kind of thumb controls. I'm sure we all play Grand Theft Auto, right, back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they changed, like, the sticks, you know, to, to like, a screen thumb control, which didn't really work very well. But, like, on the Ouya, that would be really attractive to me because, like, I already bought it, and I can play it on my TV instead of my little phone. Yep. But do they, does, like, does Grand Theft Auto or Rockstar have to do something to make it work with the Ouya controller? Like, Update. Well, no, because you can, right now, you can, like, throw a controller through BT controller on your phone or your tablet, and then okay. go, the games that support it, you just go in there, enable a controller, and then map the buttons, like you would on an emulator or whatever. So, okay. I would imagine okay. so they, it working, they... I don't see them, unless for a higher quality for a TV, but I, I don't know, because the games that play on the tablet scale okay, so it should work. Tablets have HDMI out for TV, so you would think yeah. it would. Okay, so so, like, they wouldn't even need to do... In that case, anything. So that that would be cool. I'd be into that. Although Grand Theft Auto Five probably isn't coming out on the Ouya. <laughs> you think? <laughs> right, but for what it is, I mean, for a hundred dollar console, for hundred bucks. Yeah, I don't know. 
for a hundred bucks, maybe I'd just buy a GameCube and Mario Party. Who knows? You know what? If the if the thing if that thing did, you know, uh, airplay mirroring, I'd be all over it. Well, and as soon as XDA gets a hold of it and actually puts a ROM out, which I'm assuming they will, you should be able to have your Netflix, your YouTube, whatever you want at that point. Rooted. I just, I just, I want airplay mirroring so I can just throw this in a river. And I want it to just work. <laughs> I, I want, I, I just want airplay mirroring. Android, why, why can't you do that? Why can't anybody do that? I don't understand why it's so hard. Because Apple won't license it is the short answer. Because Apple has the only patent on how to mirror something like no, screen no, I, to screen. I don't. I don't want specific AirPlay. I want to take this iPad and my Apple TV and disconnect them and never use them again. And I just want like an Ouya and my yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah. And I want to be able to mirror stuff in the Nexus Seven over there via Wi-Fi yeah. Direct. Isn't that what that was supposed to bring? DLNA is is or D- is yeah, yeah. generic version of airplay but it doesn't work i don't yeah, I that's don't, the problem it i mean i'm sure it, it it technically works but i don't have anything that's dnl i even know what that is. i mean i know what it is but i don't know what it is maybe I, you like, can hop on that fancy 3d printer yours and print you out something print <laughs> oh, yourself out some d print you out some some dlna there Mr. Smart that's, guy. that's right <laughs> so no, the, the oh yeah you can run that as a pair of binoculars so I can make my smartphone screen look like it's giant. <laughs> like glass, just like right in front of your eye. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you can get these things. You can pre-order them. The units, they say, will begin shipping in June. Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, Target, they all will have it. So that's kind of cool. I mean, I don't know. If you're a developer, it, it seems like if it if it gets out in front of enough TV screens, it would be worth your while to even do if there was any necessary porting, which I don't think there would be, but you never know. Pretty cool. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. So, Is that what that you're supposed to say? Ooh, yeah? I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get out of here, there's an interesting article on CNET. It's called, Here's Why the Facebook Phone Flopped. Did the Facebook phone flop already? Was it? It's been out for like what? When did it come yeah, out? I Is it out? Know. Is it out yet? <laughs> it yeah, says, it's out. It says the HTC First, also known as the Facebook phone, was unofficially declared a disaster after AT&T dropped its price from $99 to $0.99. Cents. That happened Wednesday. That's today. Well, yesterday, depending on when you're hearing this. So... Wait a minute, when did the phone come out? I didn't even... AT&T has it, I guess? I don't know. Verizon didn't have it, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, weird, right? Right? So this was the phone that was basically the, I guess you can say the flagship of that whole... Right, this launcher. was the one that was coming with it pre-installed rather than you having to go install it from the Play Store, that version. Mm-hmm. It had the deeper hooks into the kernel-level stuff, I think, that, that allowed it to do more things with... Uh, your notifications and, and whatnot. Right. I, did, I didn't even know the phone was out. It, it, it's. I guess yeah, they just it's, took it's stuff 99 cents on AT and T. You go get you one right now. So so wait a minute though. See so I I think I think this phone is, is it, it's it's gonna it's gonna die. It's it's gonna you know it's already ninety nine cents. Gonna die. It's already dead. But isn't that <laughs> no, the price what? for all mid range Android phones? Ninety nine cents. Amazon was selling them for a penny last year. Here's the thing, though. 
you it so Facebook Home and and I and I've, I've actually read a lot about this phone. So Facebook Home is yes, it is integrated into it, but Facebook Home is a launcher. So if you get this phone and you put on another launcher, it act well. This phone actually has its stock Android, other than the Facebook Home app, which apparently you can remove without having to root or do anything. So what's crazy is we now have a four inch. Pretty decent spec, not a super phone, but ninety nine cents. Is it ninety nine six Nexus? Nexus, basically it, an HTC a, Nexus. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's a ninety nine cent Nexus. But it's very from everything that people have been saying. The hardware is just mid range, if that. It's like low to mid range stuff. Apparently, the camera really sucks. The but processor maybe not so hot. Uh, not enough RAM. Know, I mean. Okay, you know what I, I really wanted to see? What what I wanted to see is, like, people, this is my dream, and it will never happen, but I wanted to see people get this thing and go, oh, Facebook Home sucks, and just shut it off, and everyone go, this is the, stock Android is the most amazing thing ever. And then Samsung to go, hey, TouchWiz guys, <laughs> you're all fired. Because <laughs> look at look at what HTC is doing. They love, all their customers love the stock Android thing, and then the world would be such a better place. But that never happened. That is pretty awesome. At the bottom of this article, it says the bottom line: Facebook fanatics and weirdly Android purists looking for a functional Android phone will enjoy the HTC first. <laughs> oh my god! Like that's weird that a phone built as the Facebook phone ends up being one all the purists like. I don't know. Not necessarily, though, because, I mean, Facebook is like, I mean, they were sort of, uh, I mean, they're Facebook now, but they were a bunch of hackers, you know. Yeah, back for in sure. The day. That was kind of Mark Zuckerberg's thing. So I, I could totally I could see respect that. that. Yeah. And honestly, if Google came out with one that did that using Google Plus rather than Facebook with it integrated like that, that would be cool. I'd be into that. I'm not into this because I really, the more I use Facebook, the more I freaking hate it right so if you could have that with google plus where all of the people seem to be having awesome conversations like that's that's worth something maybe not on this old ass hardware but you know for 99 cents i mean shit so so all right google just give us give us an x phone have motorola make it put a massive awesome battery in it i know make it removable thanks appreciate that hey hey look at Razer Max, non-removable battery, days. I would get days out of this battery. That's amazing. How many milliamps were in the Razer Max? This is a, this 30, is a 3,300 five? milliamp battery. And Well, check this out. Hang on. Uh, stand by. I got something to show you. Uh-oh. <laughs> show and tell <laughs> for the end of the it. show. Good stuff. <laughs> but isn't that the first thing you do when you buy a smartphone is buy the extended battery because they're dicks and they don't let it come with it? They're like, here's this 10 milliamp battery. Here's this 10 milliamp battery, or you can buy this 3100 milliamp battery separate. Yeah. So here's here's what Motorola did. This is brilliant. So this is the stock battery out of the um, out of the Razer because of course they those jerks at Motorola come out with the Razer. I buy it, and then three weeks later they come out with the Razer Max, which is a week after I couldn't return it. That happens. So, I bought. They time it that way, Eric. Asus oh, did yeah. the same thing with the Prime, and then the Prime Pat or the the seven hundred one, the three hundred one, yes. the seven hundred one. So, like a sucker, like I go a on sucker. and I find the back in the battery, and I strip my phone apart. So this this is the stock Razer battery. 
but wow. it's bigger. That's it's crazy. Bigger and, and wider. So this is a stock Galaxy S3 battery. Yeah. So that's how they made it so thin. They just have a custom battery. Every other phone has a battery that's like this. So if the you brick. want to put an extended battery yeah. in a Galaxy Nexus, it just sticks out the back like it's a tumor. Wow. That's crazy. So they use the whole surface area of the device rather than cramming it in one section and making it thicker. That That's kind of a cool exactly. idea. Yeah, the, Very whole, interesting. the whole back of this thing. Right? Yeah, that's back. kind of a cool idea, I think. It, it's really smart. And, and this phone, I mean, yeah, sure, is this phone thicker? But it's not that it's fine. Like, it's not that much. The, my Galaxy uh, S3 isn't that much thinner than the Razer Max. The Galaxy S3 has, a, I think, a 1,700 milliamp. And this is 3,300. This thing, you last, you can't kill the battery in this thing. Like, in a day, I mean, it'll, under normal use, this thing would last, like, three days. If, you, if I would go to New York City and would be, like, using navigation and stuff all the time, I could literally do turn-by-turn navigation with the screen on for half the day, and the thing would be fine. Like, at the end of the day, it'd be dead. But That's pretty cool, though. It, this is, honestly... This I, it was it was really hard for me to give up this phone as my daily driver, and every time I get my GS3 goes dead, I'm like, man, I wish I had this this. <laughs> yeah, this thing, uh, I hear this you thing. walking around with extra batteries in your pocket. Oh, I got batteries. I carry a cable with me. Like I'll get into cabs in, in New York City. I'm like, hey, you guys mind, mind if I uh, plug in for a minute? Yeah. Oh, outlets. I'm always searching for outlets. It's bad. Yeah. Story of our lives, brother. And well, now when I'm going to Germany, so now I, now I got to carry around the big uh, the adapter, the, the adapter, the European yeah, so adapter. You might as well just buy new batteries because by the time you're done with all that adapting, that shit's gonna be so fried. Yep. Dude, so. I had a uh, I had a you know with the the iPhones they have that little white you know brick charger thing. Yeah. yeah. So the first time I went to Germany, I, I looked at all my stuff, and it's like, you know, 110, 240. It's a switching, automatic switching thing. And I got the adapter, and I just got the iPad mini. And I got the 64 gig Verizon iPad mini. So you can, it's the most expensive one they make. And I literally have for three weeks, and I get to Germany, and I plug in the adapter, and I plug in the little white brick, and then things charging. And, and the hotel rooms have this thing where, like, your outlets go out. When you leave the room, you pull your key card out of, like, the door. So I come back in the room, and I stick the key card in, and all your lights and your outlets power back up, and I hear this pop. So the, the, <laughs> the, oh. the iPad was on my, my bedside table, and there was an outlet right above the table plugged in. My iPad is now on the bed, and the, the, the little white brick was, like, black. And it, it had spewed soot all over, like, the cable. I mean, it looked like something at a Wile E. Coyote. Completely and, deformed. <laughs> dude, I, I picked the thing up. I'm like, oh, my God. Did this thing just fry a $700 iPad? And yeah. the iPad was fine. The charger was complete toast. The charger oh, took one for the team. The charger. So, Eric, let me introduce you to a, a, a German adapter. I have that. That's what I was using. Little I round have. pins. Isn't yes, that crazy? It, it was no, my it was mine was plugged into that. So I had brought thankfully I had brought an extra I brought a Motorola adapter, one of these one of these guys that has a bunch of USB ports in it. Nice. And I like I took I actually brought my old Razer Max with me just as a backup phone and I like really cautiously plugged in I'm like, Oh don't blow up. He's scared. <laughs> yeah, so then I was like, Well I'll plug the iPad in next because I don't want to lose my phone. I plugged the the iPad work. I'm like, okay, cool, I can charge my phone on this thing. 
<laughs> Mike, is it too much trouble to ask to just put a fuse, a couple fuses in the damn thing? I, I, I don't know what the hell they do over there in Germany, but I was not the only person that had problems. Another a guy in the room next to me who was, who was with our group, he, uh, he popped the fuse trying to charge his phone and just had to starting, shower and get ready with no lights. Starting I mean, fires and everything. That's awesome. All right, well, I think I think that's it. We're at the end. A, it, was there any other stories we really wanted to talk about? Did we cover them all? I think that was it. We should probably mention that people with the Oculus Rift are using this awesome guillotine simulation. <laughs> so, I mean, of course, you have something like this that's kind of immersive. Like, hey, I bet we can simulate you getting your head caught off by a guillotine. All right. <laughs> I hope that comes with it. I think that would be cool. You can, like, have your friends come over and be like, all right, we're going to totally play this awesome game. Check this out. Put this on. All right, now bend over here. Okay. <laughs> and go. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for the people hanging out in the Hangout. Uh, every Wednesday evenings we do this show, yet another com, of course. Uh, check out all of the links that Ant will put in the show notes once it's posted. Got Yats. Every Wednesday, smartphone photography hangout, point and shoot on Thursdays, AOTA on Tuesdays, of course. Maker Fair coming up for these guys, and then DEF CON in August. Going to be excited. Very cool. Big times. I know it. Summer. Summertime. All right, Eric, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Aunt Larry and Mike, as always. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Pleasure, guys. Next week, then. Goodbye. Catch you later. Another Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.